Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello everyone and welcome to the Eurofips Melfest Monday live from Stockholm on Saturday. Does that make sense? Hello everyone. Hello everybody, make it make sense. That was James, I'm Rob and yeah we are once again live from the Swedish capital ahead of, I was going to say this weekend's Melody Festival and today's Melody Festival and at the time you're listening to this. Yeah, very exciting. We are live on location. Maybe you can tell we're by the waterfront. You may have just heard some seagulls go past. It's a very busy day. The Swedes are enjoying maybe an early finish on a Friday. We did learn that yesterday, didn't we? They like to take an early finish on a Friday. Yeah, they love just kind of, you know, sitting back, relaxing, looking ahead to the weekend. And what a weekend we have got in store for you here on the podcast. So as we've already said, this is our second episode live from Stockholm. And you're in for a treat because... James, later on in today's podcast, you have managed to provide us something very special. Something very special indeed. We're going to be speaking to as many artists as we can for Melfest 2022. We heard from a bunch of them yesterday, but today we've got something very special, which is Cornelia Jacobs' last ever sit-down interview with anybody before the final of Melfest 2022. That's so special, isn't it? Yeah, a feature-length chat that we managed to have with her. Honestly, we had it with a so late at night we were the last people in the press center and we got kicked out and genuinely the man came over to the table and said i'm gonna have to turn the lights off gents i hope that's okay in swedish obviously he didn't say that and also in a little while you'll hear what happened when we went somewhere very very special 
So let's get on with it, shall we? We've got all that and more still to come. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. So here we are then, once again, live from the Swedish capital, Stockholm. We're recording this on Friday afternoon, just ahead of the jury final, which we're going to watch a little bit later on. You'll listen to this on Mellow Day itself. We're going to have a little wonder, aren't we? Along the harbour front here and tell you that it is a gorgeous day today here in Stockholm. Yeah, thankfully today it's gorgeous. Yesterday night, we had a bit of a late one. As we said at the top of the show, we got kicked out of the press centre fairly late on and had a long journey back to the apartment. And it was freezing cold, wasn't it? Absolutely brassic. Today, however, the sun is shining. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's like the gods, the weather gods, have got the sun out ready for us to prepare for Melfest at the weekend. Or tonight, shall I say. Yeah, tonight. Honestly, me and James have been all over the place with what day it is over the last few days. So uh, you're lucky that we even know where we are, let alone what day it is. Just walking past some lovely big old ships on the left of us here on the waterfront here in Stockholm. They're big, big fellas there, aren't they? What we've got there, we've got the old Waxholm the third. I'd love to know where the second and the first are. The next door, I'm not too sure they well, are. Maybe at the bottom of the sea, I don't know, at this point. <laughs> But no, it's a gorgeous day here. We're going to go and get a little bit of uh, a little bit of food at some point. Oh, we went to a lovely food hall as well, didn't we? We did, yeah. A lot of fish there. Are oh, the Swedes big fans? What do you of... mean, are oh, the Swedes big? Of course they are. Oh, they are. I'm not too clued up on Swedish cuisine, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Uh, I was going to ask for some food recommendations for right now. That's not going to make any sense, though, because they're going to be listening in about 12 hours' time or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but yeah, we've got some big plans for today, haven't we? Yeah, we definitely do. So yeah, the jury final we're going to. We've got some cracking seats for that coming a little bit later on. So uh, I was going to say look out for our coverage from that. Again, it'll have already happened by the time you listen to this. But anyway, we're very excited to be going to the jury final later. And that will, of course, be 50% of the result of the show that you're going to watch tonight because the international juries will vote on the performances this evening. So we'll be in the press centre a little bit later on. But after we've had some food here, we are going to somewhere very, very special because, of course, it's a big weekend, not just for Melody Festival, but also for Eurovision here in Sweden. You know how much the Swedes love the Eurovision Song Contest. And it is really the first big pre-party of the season. So, yeah, we're going to go and see if we can hang out with some of the acts. Yeah, you say the big first pre-party of the season. One of the first in a very long time, because, of course, with uh, lockdowns last year, we didn't get anything like that. It was all online. So, yeah, I think the fans are very excited to be attending in person, as are we. And we've got some press access this afternoon, so we're going to be heading over there shortly and we'll bring you some of the chats we have with some, maybe some Melfest artists of the past. Yeah, maybe some Melfest artists of the past, maybe some some familiar faces that you'll have already heard on Melfest Monday as we look ahead to the final. Yeah, we're just going to see who we can get hold of, to be honest with you. So, uh Stay tuned for that. We don't know at the point at which we're recording this who we're going to talk to, which is quite exciting. So you'll find out almost at the same time as us, because that's going to happen next here on the Eurotrip. Melfest Monday, live from Stockholm on Saturday. Does that make sense? Yeah, let's go with it. This is Melfest Monday. So this is indeed Melfest Monday, as we've already said, on a Saturday. It's all very confusing, <laughs> but let's not, let's not um, keep talking about that. We are delighted. We told you we were going to be coming to somewhere very special after you just heard from us on the waterfront there in Stockholm. And we've come inside. It's a little bit warmer here. And we're at Melfest Weekend, a really exciting event organised by OGA Sweden, which is absolutely fantastic. James, it's brilliant to be here and and we've got our first guest of today's episode yes we do yeah the i was gonna say the brand new sort of brand new president of oga sweden uh sophia aline welcome thank you let's welcome 
to you. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Yes, it is, yeah. Should we talk about today's event that we are at on Friday? So this is the press event for a pre-party and also an after-party. Give us a big summary about what this is all about. And we should say we're very excited about both parties. We'll be there. We're very excited about it. Well, so this is the pre-party. Uh, it's, it's, we have done this uh, one uh, in 2020, I think. Uh, so tomorrow is the after party and it's after Melfest and we also have a dinner for all the members of OGIA and, and we sh- just check out the show together or you can go to the arena to check out the show or do it with us. Now you yourself have got an amazing history with Melody Festival and of course now you've been part of the, the fan club as just a member to start with since... It's 20 years now so... Since <laughs> 2000. Since 2002, like James, you were, you were saying to uh, Sophia before we started chatting, you know, you've, you've seen the full Krista Bjorkman era. You yes. saw it start to finish. Yes, that was my first uh, Melfest, actually. I mean, that is just amazing, the amount of things that you've seen. And what's that been like, I suppose, watching Melfest back then, 2002 to now, 20 years? Would you say it's a completely different event? Of course, presumably you grew up with it as well. No, actually, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I think it's quite the same. Uh, I mean, but that's what's so special about it. It is the yeah, same. Exactly, and I and I really love this uh, this Christa Björkman era because. But it's uh, it's uh, it's it's a shame <laughs> he's gone now. So he's in LA doing uh, American song contests. Where it's ever so slightly warmer than here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what have you made about Melfest this year then? Should we touch on that? Because we're looking ahead to the final. We've already had those four heats. Mm. We had the semi-final last weekend. Give us your summary of what you've thought about Melfest this year. Because I think for a lot of people, it's just great to see those artists back on the stage in Mm. front of some full arenas. The fans have been back this year, haven't they? What have you made of the full show this year? Uh, I think it's high-class music uh, all through. So, uh, and and it's quite hard to, to actually... I don't know who's going to win this year. It's very hard. I think the international jury will will be the ones who... Who uh, decide the winner, basically, yeah. yeah? Yeah. So you have one final word on the Melfest weekend that we're going to see, the pre-party and the after-party, just to give people at home listening a bit of a flavour about what they're missing out on. I don't want to make them jealous, <laughs> but surely they're going to want to, you know, they're going to hear some of the names that are going to be performing and think, that's where I want to be next year. So just take us through what the fans here in Sweden are going to be experiencing at this pre-party. Well, first of all, we are back. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the main thing. But this is going to be a very, very warm event. It's like this big family of Eurovision fans that come together. And I think uh, Sweden is very good at that. And I think for me, this is what I really want to know, because people are going to be listening to this on Saturday. So just before the Melody Festival and final. What, before, okay. Before, yeah. Yes. So, so in your role, and just, you know, as a Melody Festival and lover, what does your Saturday look like from start to finish? What does your Melfest Saturday look like? Is there a special breakfast? Do you take yourself yeah. out for lunch? What do you do? I mean, uh, the whole board of Ugea Sweden is having uh, breakfast together. We're living at the same hotel. What are you going to have? And then we have a board meeting for three hours. And then we have like uh, one hour uh, pause. And then it's the dinner show. So, And then it's the after party. And that is... I think it ends at 
four o'clock in the morning. So it's it's a long day. <laughs> yeah, we were talking to, uh, not on the podcast, but just in the press centre, me and James were talking to uh, Toby Eck from Afton Blood, and he was saying that we've already made a fatal error in booking our flight back on Sunday rather than Monday. So we might be feeling a little bit rough on that, pl- on that plane on the way home. I asked what you're having for breakfast. I've got to find out before we say goodbye tomorrow. I What's the breakfast? Go on. Just a cup of coffee. <laughs> no food. I'm not a breakfast person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Sophia, thank you so much for chatting to us and all the best with the Malfest weekend. Thank you. Thank you for coming here. Well, let's move along now and see who else we can find. In fact, right next to us now is none other than Anna Celine. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Glad to be back. Anna, it's so exciting to have you on because obviously we spoke to you before and no, James spoke to you at length about kind of your incredible career, about representing Estonia, about Melody Festivalen. And then you spoke before the final of Vesti Laul as well. And now here we are in March on the eve of Melody Festivalen. What a roller coaster few weeks, months it's been for you. Yes, I think that kind of uh, sums it up pretty well. It's been a roller coaster of um, joy, of love, of pressure, of being nervous and just being overwhelmed by... I mean, this this sounds like I'm maybe exaggerating, but, but the, the, the love from the fans has been incredible. And I, um, I'm, I'm so happy about it. And, and also, it's also been, you know, working towards a goal. My goal was definitely to win. I didn't win. Uh, so it was kind of mixed emotions. Um, on, on the night, I mean, one emotion was that I was, I was so happy with my performance and, and see, being back in, in the public eye again and doing a number that was exactly what I wanted to do. I, I did it exactly the way I wanted to. You talked about wanting to, to provide a real treat for the for the Eurovision fans, the Eurovision community with, with Champion. I mean, you have for me. It's been on repeat for me ever since, honestly. It's it's, it's easily one of my favourite songs from, from 2022 so far. James, same for you, I guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we should remind listeners as well, this is the big 20th anniversary for you. Of course, you represented Estonia a full 20 years ago, which seems scary to think it's that long ago. And yet here you are again. You gave it another go in Estonia, which fans were really glad to see. And here we are, you're back in Sweden, we're back in Sweden, and we're all looking forward to Melfest again. Have you been watching any of the shows this year? Have you been trying to follow it as much? Honestly, I've been very... I've been so, like, hyper-focused now on Esti And also, it's like I've had total tunnel vision. And I I must have been a nightmare for my family to live with because (laughs) the the last six months it's been just like Esti like everything. But so I haven't really followed it. I saw the last... Quarterfinal, I guess. Yeah. Do you call, even call? Uh, we, it? No. Honestly, we've been saying this a lot on the yeah, podcast. No, yeah, yeah no, we've no, been we've we've been going with heats. I think yeah. heats and semi-finals yeah, and yeah. Heat, heat. Yeah. So the last del final, I, I watched it, uh, and that was kind of the only del final I watched because I've been I've been busy. I mean, so. yeah. I mean, as you've just said, you've had a lot on, Anna. Mm. To be fair. Yeah, it's been it's been intense. It's been crazy. But usually I go back because, uh, I mean. I, I have a lot of friends in both like in front of the camera and also as songwriters and producers. So so usually I go back and watch the numbers afterwards, not the whole voting thing, because it's obviously 
then you already know who, who won and who didn't. It's been a real change this year, hasn't it? Moving away from, obviously, the, the Christa Bjorkman Melody Festival, in which, of course, you will have known, Anna. And yeah. Melody Festival, and for you as an artist, of course, you know, it's, as, as a Swede yourself, mm-hmm. it's got a real kind of special place for you, I imagine. Of course, yeah. And, and I, I think that... But, but I, I think it's good that, I mean, Christa built it to what it is today, but I think that every now and then you need a change. change. And I think that he was pretty clever to, you know, walk away now because he, he, had, he probably felt that he had taken it as far as he could take it. So I, I, I think it's probably good for the whole, you know, music scene in, in Sweden and like for both for the artists and and everybody around Melody Festival and that is some some new blood and I mean I wouldn't mind seeing even like bigger changes just to you know switch it up a little bit so yeah and and now I I feel that um, I kind of want to go go to Melody Festival again. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't be saying that. That's exciting. Yeah, that's the big news, isn't it? That's, uh, oh, you're going to be getting so many people excited by that. Has the participation in SD Lowell just given you that buzz again to get back into these competitions? I mean, yes. <laughs> but first of all, I, I'm a little bit like, I really love SD Lowell. Um, at the same time, Sweden is my home country. Uh, so I, I think it's, I'm a little bit torn right now because I'm already thinking about, you know, next year, like, let's, let's fucking do this, you know? <laughs> and I, I only saw one um, DL final, as I told you, and I felt that champion would probably have made it pretty good. And I can see you're not there too. Thank you. I, I, I hope so. And there was a lot of Swedes coming back to me and said, why are you not here? Uh, so, so for next year, mm, yeah, I'm, I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna do Estelal or even maybe Melo. I, I, I haven't really made up my mind yet. So, and the fans are gonna be so excited to to hear that. I mean, I I want to see you next year. You want James? You want to see Anna next year? So, I mean, if we if our votes count for anything, yeah. <laughs> we'd love that to happen. If 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 you were to do uh, Melody Festival next year in 2023, just remind the listeners how many times would that mean that you'd been to Melody Festival and how many times you've been there? I've been in Mellow three times uh, before, so that would be my fourth time, and obviously twice in in uh, Istilaun, and then I've done a bunch of backing vocals also for for, for other countries. I just can't seem to say no to <laughs> Eurovision, I guess. But one thing I can tell you for sure, no more backing vocals. Well, the song like Champion that you had this year, I can see exactly why, 100%. Mm. Now, of course, this as well is, we mentioned it at the start of the interview, the big 20th anniversary of you being at the Eurovision Song Contest, yeah. coming so close to winning the Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> in 2002. Yeah. It sounds like we've got a very exciting few weeks, you've got a very busy yeah. few weeks because you're heading out across Europe as well yes, to see the fans. Yeah. I, yeah, and I'm so happy about it because since I didn't win Estilaul, I didn't know if, if um, you know, if a champion or my, my comeback in Estilaul would translate uh, across Europe or if it would just be like an Estonian um, thing. But actually, you know, I'm going to 
Amsterdam to the uh, to the annual uh, fan Eurovision fan show, and I'm also coming to London. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the annual uh, like Eurovision fan fest. So um, April 22nd, be there. Yes, it's an order. It's not a plea, it's an order. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, honestly, it's been a pleasure to see you back on our TV screens competing again. Fans are going to see you this weekend performing at the pre-party and then, of course, as we say, in London in a few weeks' time. So best luck with all that and thank you so much again for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice to see you guys. You're listening to Melfest Monday, a podcast from the Eurotrip. So you're listening to the Eurotrip here from Stockholm and actually from the bar, which is exciting because we don't often get to do the podcast from a bar. (laughs) Uh, This has been the venue for the Melfest weekend media event before the big pre-party tonight, which is Friday night. Of course, we're recording this on Friday afternoon. And then, of course, there is plenty of excellent Melfest weekend events happening this weekend, especially Saturday night, another big party with some excellent guest performers there. And now things have calmed down a bit. We've bumped into friend of Melfest Monday, friend of the Eurotrip, friend of the podcast, friend of everyone. It's Ben Robertson. Ben, hello. Hello there. Very much welcome to you in person in Stockholm. Ready for a big party this weekend. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Now, I actually haven't let an alcoholic drink past my lips up to this point and I feel like that might change. That's because you're waiting for Medina to finish top half international juries and I have to buy them at the Swedish prices they are. (laughs) Oh of course I forgot you said that on the podcast. Yeah very very exciting. Now Ben I should give you your proper introduction as the uh, as the kitchen trolley comes past so I always get this wrong because it's quite long so Ben Robertson from the Bet Eurovision podcast from ESC Insight and... I'm also writing for the local Sweden this year. It's basically an English-language online newspaper covering whatever happens in Sweden. Excellent. Well, I'm pleased we've got that covered off. James, should we do Melfest? That's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're here. And Ben, as we heard from him on Melfest Monday earlier in the week, as we were previewing the grand final, is the man to go to for all of the best tips on the action that we're going to see uh, tonight for you listening on Saturday for the big grand final of Melfest 2022. What have we seen over the last seven days or so, since we've got all of the acts guaranteed for the final, what have we seen shifting and changing in those betting markets, Ben? Well, there's more data coming through that's, of course, influencing the betting market. Of course, the media bubble itself getting together, people from international, different countries coming here, talking to the Swedish press, it's created more of a buzz. You've also got things like the Spotify streams. We've just seen today that Cornelius overtook Anders in the second place in Spotify with Clara still in the lead. So all of these subtle twitches are happening. The running order came out from when we last spoke as well. So every little thing just adds layers to the storylines. Um, at the moment, those things happened. Running order and the Spotify streams, they've pushed Cornelius' favourite status into overdrive. What have the Spotify streams been telling us this week? Because as you mentioned before, Clara's been topping them for a long time now. And then Anders is still a big fan favourite, but Cornelia, t- taking him, taking his position, does that tell us something about what we're going to see on Saturday night? And it's also a different story, isn't it, Ben, just to add to what James has said, in terms of people streaming on Spotify here in Sweden and people streaming on Spotify elsewhere. Oh, of course it is, of course it is, because the, the people who are tuning into those songs internationally. Some of them will be Swedish expats abroad, but the majority will be the Eurovision community. And they're very much thinking of a Eurovision hat on rather than the Melody Festival and hat on. But 
that international community can't vote unless they travel here, of course, for this great weekend of fun. The Spotify streams say a lot, but they also don't say too much. Cornelia's build-up is because we are building up. Because we as the press are talking about it as a winner. More radio stations play it. More people request it. More people search for it. And it generates buzz from that there. And it's especially important this year, if we go all the way back to the first heat, the winners of the heats automatically go into big favorite expectations because we know who the winners are. There's only four of them left. And it helps to drive the narrative of people talk about songs and then engage with them. And Cornelia's song, it's a more difficult first time listen compared to many other Melody Festival entries. And it makes complete logical sense that it would take time for it to grow. It appears to be peaking at the right moment. We, uh, we said on yesterday's podcast that we were lucky enough to be basically front row. We were sat next to you, actually, when we saw Cornelia in the dress rehearsal. And uh, obviously, we'll get to see that in the jury final tonight. You guys will see it, obviously, in the, in the big Melody Festival final this evening when you're listening to this. James, you said to Ben before we start recording that you hate asking Ben one question, which is the question that I presume Ben gets asked all the time. Yeah, of course, everyone's always asking the question, Who's going to win? Who do you think is going to win? But the big question to you, Ben, instead is, you know, who's the big tip for you? What, what little bit of advice can you give for us to keep an eye on that might be good value, perhaps, to some of the people listening right now? Sure. I mean, of course, if anyone wants to gamble on the festival, it's a huge betting market, more than any other national finals, because you have a win market. I've seen odds in a top two market, top three, top four, top five, head-to-head battles between different songs, a last place market. So there's a huge variety of betting markets available. No other national final rivals it because it generates so much interest from a Swedish and an international betting market in that sense. Of course, if anybody wishes to gamble money, bet responsibly. You know, you know, betting is something that should be done with a lot of caution, but makes exist to make profits at the end of the day. But there are a couple of things that are interesting value in these head-to-heads that I think are worth pointing out, just for the interest in them. You know, we were mentioning the four favourites going through right now, and there's head-to-head battles with most of the bookmakers doing them on Cornelia versus Anders, and also Liamu versus Clara. Now, Liamu's not doing as well in the Spotify streams compared to the others, but I think the tweaks to the song we saw yesterday, the addition of the dancers, um, it's almost a bit Robin Banks and S from 2017 of the, you know, Liamu sent a stage, two male dancers either side of him, complete unison with the moves. It's, it's almost like going to like an aerobics class. It's a lot more dynamic now, isn't it? It's a lot more, lot more action happening on that stage. It was quite static before for a song that is a real arena song, a real party song. And I think it makes sense, because especially there's so much reliance on the backing vocals here on the tape. But actually getting into the groove and having the groove being in unison actually means, aha, Visually, yes, it works. Whereas in Liam alone, it's like, well, why are you not singing? It actually makes the whole package become more uniform. And that battle there, the bookmakers think Clara Hammerstone's got it nailed in the bag. But opening the show, it's a bit of a challenge. And Not if you listen to Clara on our podcast, Ben. It's the position she wanted, apparently. <laughs> I'm thinking competitively, of course. You can, of course, want to open the show. But competitively, you can understand Liam being drawn ninth is far more of a draw in that sense. Plus the additions there, plus we think it's a style of sound that the international juries will pick up on. International juries in Melfest are different than in Eurovision. They asked, at least in the Bjorkman day, they asked, 
choose the songs that you think will do best in the Eurovision Song Contest. And Liamu looks and feels like all those Swedish entries that have done well over the past decade. I expect Liamu to do quite well there. So the idea that Liamu is you know, nearly touching fives as some of the bookmakers, just to beat Clara Hammerstrom, is a bit of a surprise to me, I have to admit. So there we are then. You've got Ben's tips for the final. Ben, the next time we see you, we'll be in the arena, which is very exciting. So we'll see you there. We will. I'm looking forward so much to having a proper Friends Arena. I've been, for the last two weeks there, in this like little curtained-off section in the middle, and now they've opened up for the whole three tiers. And I, I don't think it's quite a sellout yet, but I think what I was looking at on today, it's almost bang on a sellout for the final. So we're back. We are back. And as you probably heard during that interview, they've refilled the ice machine. So we're all good. <laughs> is the Euro Trip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. So a few hours have passed since you heard from us last with Ben Robertson at the bar after the press event for the Melfest weekend pre-party. And now things are starting to get very, very exciting. Now, for anyone who has been to the Melody Festival and final before you will know that is, there is a bit of a, an iconic walk that you have to do once you get from the train station and then you have to go through the shopping centre and then you find yourself at the arena. Now, we've just done that walk. We've gone through the shopping centre. We're outside the arena. It's a busy shopping centre tonight ahead of the jury final. Yes, it is. So just a reminder, it's Friday night for us at the moment. Uh, check my watch. I don't have one on. I think it's roughly around 7pm. It's about an hour to go until the jury show. So that's where half of the points for Melfest 2022 are going to be given out. So these performances that we're going to see are really going to matter, aren't they, for the big show? Honestly, this is getting real. Obviously, we've been doing our Melfest coverage for a few weeks now, but it starts to matter right here. Like, you can tell there's a, there is a bit of, a bit of an atmosphere going on, but... The main kind of theme of everything that's happening at the moment is just fun. The shopping centre is rammed full of people. I think around 10,000 people are expecting to attend the jury final, which is an incredible audience. Imagine any other national final having an audience of that size for the jury final. Yeah, that gives you a real sense, doesn't it, about how much Sweden loves Eurovision and Melfest. I know we say that every single week, pretty much. But, you know, you see on TV, you see all those families in the arena, and you get a sense of it there, don't you, of how much Swedes love it. But coming here, being on the ground and seeing all these families with the balloons, we've seen people with their big cardboard signs cheering on for their favourites. So, yeah, we're very excited to get inside there. And hopefully you listening are very excited because hopefully for you, in a few hours' time, you're going to be watching the main show where we're going to be seeing 12 amazing performers including one of which who we're about to hear from now who's a big fan favorite absolutely she is now this everybody listening to the interview you're about to hear took a bit of work <laughs> there is a very very long email chain between myself and the agent of cornelia jacobs one of if not the favorite to win malfest 2022 but we got her we certainly did. And we're so excited to bring you this chat because this is actually Cornelia's last feature-length interview 
before the big night. She's going to do some little interviews, you know, some quick press stuff, but she hasn't sat down one-to-one with any more journalists after she spoke with us. So it was a very late evening for us. We pretty much got kicked out with the press centre in the end, didn't we, Rob? Yeah, no, we absolutely did. Yeah, the press centre in the arena in front of us right here. Oh, look at this. People are streaming into the arena now, left, right and centre. Yeah, we're not the most popular uh, members of the press (laughs) here at Melfest 2022 because we did keep the staff who were manning the... uh, who were manning the centre uh, up a little bit late last night. Yeah, we kept them waiting a little bit, which is what it seems like we're doing to you now. So let's let's get on with it. Let's bring you that chat with Cornelia Jacobs. Here's what happened when I caught up with her yesterday and I started off by asking her what her life's been like since that heat all those weeks ago. Cornelia Jacobs, welcome back to the Eurotrip because you spoke to my colleague Rob way, way, way back before the first Heat of Melody Festival had even began. And what a journey you've been on since then. You have had a wild ride in Melody Festival in this year, haven't you? Yes, you're so right about that. It's, it, it has been overwhelming and, and uh, so, like, um, I've felt a lot of um, uh, stress relief, uh, like, almost like these past five, six years has got, like, whew, I suddenly gets like a feeling of um, another type of calmness, um, especially the two two first weeks after the the this the uh, final. What do you call it? Like the a heat. We would call it a heat. Ah, yeah, the first heat. Um, so, and then of course I started to like think about like uh, what's coming ahead. Uh, but actually, the first two weeks, I I really got to enjoy the feeling of just like oh wow uh, people liked it and and i liked it and it was like i was enjoying the moment so much both in in the heat like during that week and also afterwards it was so beautiful for me to experience that that warm uh, feeling. feedback yeah a feeling yes like that everyone just uh, took it in took took me to their hearts uh, like that it was very new and special for me uh, so that was amazing. And um, after that, I've been trying to focus a lot on like new music. Um, so, so to not like uh, get too stuck in the in this competition uh, in my mind, because that could make anyone crazy. <laughs> uh, so, so I tried to like focus on like the summer tour that is coming. And we've had so much beautiful gigs coming up uh, after the, the heat. Uh, which was my, which is my my dream is to just be touring, and um, uh, so I'm so happy about that. But suddenly there is so many more shows. You've been focusing on everything by the sound of things. I don't know how you've had time to sleep or anything. You've been so so busy. Let's talk about Melfest a bit more because I want to talk about Heat One. Were you expecting such a reaction? Because I remember when we spoke to you before the first heat, you know, you were, I think, you know, you were very calm about it. You were very relaxed. But I think you just sort of came out of nowhere. I don't know if anybody was expecting such a reaction to your song and your performance. Well, that's true. I, I didn't, I didn't do that myself. I didn't expect that myself. I, I had like, because I have, I have a like confidence in, 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 the songwriting and like the song and I, I have a confidence in, in me as an artist and everything but you never know in this competition what people want and what they like and what it's so much about like yeah today people want popcorn and tomorrow they want chips or like <laughs> yeah. you know you, you, you don't know and, and you just hope that that you serve the thing that people want that time um, 
and at the same time you can only do your own thing so it's so it's not so much to like even analyze even though it's very easy to 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 uh, start analyzing uh, way too much um so i uh, know i didn't really expect i didn't expect this uh this amount uh, at all but i i thought that because i know that everyone is we all have the same kind of emotions uh, inside of us and this is such an emotional song and i think that a lot of people have been through a heartbreak and can relate to, to what i'm singing about uh, so um in that perspective i i had an i had a feeling that i think a lot of people would feel stuff um for this song because it's so much about the lyrics i believe in, in in the song i think it's built around the story and, and i really love to to make music that way that the, the lyric is important and means something and it's uh, i was hoping that people would feel that too and and they did they certainly did yeah they absolutely did even more than i thought so so i'm super just happy and uh feel a little bit shocked i don't think i have really processed it yet it's still like just numbers and comments i'm like oh what is this is is it are is it real about me really yeah <laughs> kind of it's like i'm not sure if this is gonna be gone tomorrow because maybe i'm just dreaming you know Uh, you were talking about the emotion of the song. You've been in rehearsals today. I popped into the arena when you were rehearsing and oh, the goosebumps on my arm, the back of my neck were just all over the place because that emotion you managed to put across in that performance, it's so intimate and yet it blows into something so big. It doesn't look like you've changed anything or anything major about the performance. Was that a deliberate decision? We were thinking about it, but I was actually, I felt very comfortable, like... Uh, comfortable and confident in, in what we did and uh, I was we were thinking about it and we were like oh maybe we do something more about this and then we were like nah and then oh, maybe a little more like that nah you know we didn't we just felt like this is uh, it felt very natural uh, to the song what what we did what I did and uh, I, I was uh, like planning this this show uh, or performance in detail during the whole fall, autumn, uh, so no, I just felt like no, I uh, I wanna keep it like it is. And my mother has been uh, uh, sewing it some more um, glitter to the vest. <laughs> it's a little bit more glitter um, since it's a final. You have to sh you, you know give a, give a show. Um, and then it, the, one little change is that the 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 spot or the dot the. Yeah, the big white circle, yeah. Yes, exactly. The, uh, exactly. That's sometimes green and red also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but exactly, the, the circle. Because um, last time when I, you know, when I... Uh, Pushed it around. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it stopped by itself since I didn't continue pushing it. And my thought from the beginning was that I wanted it to be uh, continually turning yeah. throughout yeah. the song. 
so till this uh, until this time they have made it mm, mechanical going by itself now i'm i'm still uh, throwing it and then it's it continues it continues to 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 turn which is really nice for the energy in the end of the song and i also i feel like the air you know like in a fan uh, so I, I feel the energy from behind, which is also really nice for my feeling in the song. And yet it still looks absolutely fantastic. And I bet you everybody is so excited to see it again on stage on Saturday night. When did you start to turn your attention to the final? You were telling us earlier about how much other work you've been trying to do to maybe distract yourself from the Melody Festival and Bubble. I know it was your birthday as well, pretty recently. That must have been a lovely distraction. Tell us about that. What did you get up to? Did you manage to actually have some fun away from preparing for Melfest? Here's my room. You see, Look at that. I, I can 30, see all the balloons so like, in your bedroom there. Look at that. And a lot of flowers and stuff. Uh, no, I'm having the most beautiful room of all, actually, because it's so much party, party feeling in here. Uh, but I didn't party much because I need to uh, spare my voice. Um, so we had a, a cozy dinner. And my mother came and uh, actually one of my best friends from London, she was here. So she came to the to the dinner. And um, yeah, we just had a cozy dinner, like very intimate and it was perfect because I was very tired yesterday it was a lot of I was actually I released the song yesterday also so it was both the release of that and my birthday and then we we had we headed to friends for the first time uh, so it was a hectic day so I, I it was quite perfect to just have a, a, a dinner and then I'm gonna be celebrating on Saturday and next week I'm gonna have a, a party throw a 30 30 30 point it could be double celebrations this weekend. It could be celebrating the big birthday on Saturday. And then it could be, it could well be you celebrating winning Melody Festival. And have you thought about that? Are you thinking about any of the pressure? Because Cornelia, you are, many people have told you this, you are one of the favorites to win. What does that feel like? <laughs> no, that would be, that would be so freaking crazy if that would be the celebration on Saturday. Uh, and it feels, you know, like, yeah, it's it's this like, I don't want to jinx it feeling because if, if I think about it too much, it feels like it's bad luck. Uh, so I'm trying to not think about it too much, uh, but of course it would be the, the best birthday gift in the world. <laughs> and if it's not you, if it's not you, who do you think it could be? Because maybe this, that's a, another thought in your head, thinking, well, maybe it's not me, to try and take the pressure off you a little bit. We spoke to uh, Robin, Robin Bengtson a little bit earlier on in the week as well, and he says it's the year of the girls this year, so he thinks maybe it's you. Could it be Clara? Are you thinking about any of the other competition that's on Saturday night? Yes. Uh, well, I've, I've, um, I've noticed that... like. I think Cassiopeia is really good, really cool song, and it's a really great, like, uh, visually, so, like, it's, it's such an own genre, and I really like that when people do their own thing. Uh, so I also think it's the, it's, the, it's the year of the girls. And I hope it is, because it's been so many men uh, from Sweden. We are, it's almost every year, it's it's uh, ma the majority, the majority <laughs> is, male uh, in Swedish Melfest so I hope it's gonna be a girl um, and uh, I've yeah maybe Clara maybe Cassiopeia maybe Anna maybe me um, 
I hope it's going to be a girl. Or maybe, or maybe even you. We'll just have to wait and see. And we haven't got very long left to wait at all. So I shall leave you there. I'll wish you the very best of luck for Saturday night. And thank you so much yet again for joining us here on the Eurotrip. Of course. Thank you so much. And maybe we'll see each other in the arena. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. And there we have it. That is our final interview. Pre-Malfest final 2022. Done. And what a way to do it. Ending with the first artist we did an interview as well. Cornelia Jacobs joined us on episode one, joins us on episode whatever this is, 6.9 or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what this is now. Oh, what a way to round it off. Yeah, I was looking at my emails this morning and I first spoke to Cornelia, I think... It was on the 16th of January, so almost two months ago, ahead of her first heat. And now here she is, one of the favourites to win Melody Festival in 2022. Oh, wow. Can you believe we are done? Should we give a bit of perspective as well as we are walking up some tin stairs? Maybe you can hear it. We're in the bowels of the Friends Arena here in Stockholm. We're walking up to the press centre for probably one of the last times for us as we're preparing to go and watch, as we said before, the jury show tonight. Yeah, we were hoping to take you inside the arena just before the jury show. But uh, a security guard, he was a nice security guard, but he said, probably probably not, lads, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, this is it. I can't believe we are, we're almost here. We've almost reached the end of the journey. So we will next be with you after the final of Malfest 2022. I hope you have the best time watching the show tonight. I hope you've got your snacks in. Obviously, I want to talk about food. Yeah, please. As Rob always mentions, he's always talking about food. So let him know what you're going to be doing. Let us know how you're going to be celebrating Melfest 2022. Get in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you want to go in depth about what you're going to be doing, send us an email. Hello at EuroTripPodcast.com. And here we are in the press centre. We've reached our end destination for this evening. And we will be back on Monday for the final Melfest Monday of 2022 featuring honestly who knows what at this stage but i'm sure it'll be a fun listen anyway yeah we've got no idea we've been so wrapped up in being here in stockholm being here in sweden bringing you all the best coverage to warm you up for the final of melfest it's going to be as much of a surprise as it is to you as it is for ross what we bring you on monday (laughs) yeah i've already said it but have the best time watching the final of melody festival in 2022 and don't forget to Subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five stars. From me, James, for the last time before the final of Melfest, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.